Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, playing the track? Lipstick perfect. You got yourself together, girl. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, that's right. In a dominant world. Just shaking off that bitterness It took some time Y'all know it's gonna take some time Got the witness Ready for the hook? So criminal, here I come Come and get a rock you Yeah, right Will always be on Oh, no, no, no. That's right. Another left, baby. That is the That's voice right. of Constantine Marula co-hosting the Jake Brown Show this week. Jamming to open the show. That is your somewhat new song from last year, Here I Come, with, with Jam. I mean, it's already almost the end of 2017 this year. It's by. Uh, Constantine Marules, you remember from American Idol season four? That's uh, right. From Rock of Ages, he'll be in a new off-Broadway show called Bulldozer. That's right. Well, you'll play Robert Moses, which is also the name of a beach in Long Island. I wasn't sure if you were aware. Is that him? Of course, that's him. You're playing the it's guy no from the beach. It's no coincidence. I'm the, the guy no from the beach. He also happened to be like one of the most impactful, you know. New Yorkers of all time, particularly in the 20th century. A guy created urban renewal, basically the whole bridge and tunnel system, the modern metropolis that we um, we frequent um, the streets of on a daily basis. um, he he's the man, basically. Him and Rockefeller were were broskies, had a bromance for decades, and essentially the two of them, you know, they built this place that we know, and particularly in the outer boroughs. Um, he's a fascinating man, uh, most powerful man in New York, as you know, an unelected official. Um, tragic ending. You know, and it's going to be a very cool Don't show. Give it away yet. No D- not yet. Come spoilers, see it. Spoilers! Spoiler! Spoiler! He dies. And- <laughs> <laughs> what? What theaters is it? Uh? It's off Broadway. You got, the, the, your arm is going to. You're not going to be able to perform with your arm. You might have to. We need to find something for you to lean it up against. I'm going to use it on this fucking Emmy Award or whatever. This oh, is. that's a good Emmy. Not yours. Wait, is it? It's not an Emmy Award. I don't know. Right. It's like a Taz Award for something. Else. Um. All right, we're good. Boxes. We're going to probably do this. Why doesn't everyone just go over to Jake's uh, page and watch the show? Because I'm kind of overdoing this. <laughs> I love you guys. Check it out later. We'll post the whole thing. All right, bye. All right. The, the, it, it gets we'll annoying. We'll cut that part like, out. No, we don't need to. We, we just go raw here. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, it's all about this. It's for all you. about this Yeah, right the here. simulcast. Um, I got gotcha. you. The... 
the show is coming into the city. What's the theater? Give all the details. Well, go to bulldozerthemusical.com or constantinemaroulis.com. It's at the theater at St. Clement's. It's a beautiful Gothic church off-Broadway, literally right in the Midtown Theater District. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be amazing. We start performances November 24th, so just in a few weeks from now. Very cool, intimate, uh, you know, rock and roll story in a way uh well it's a you know an interesting new york story that we're telling in a rock and roll fashion that's what we're basically doing let me turn that off over there nice and uh but we're excited man new work you know that's what i love i'm 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 passionate about Mm -hmm. new stuff sports and new musical theater that's my life and we'll talk plenty of sports as well throughout this hour yeah uh follow on twitter at constantine m follow us at jake brown radio at jake brown show and subscribe on itunes rate us five stars write a review uh, we have a man in the building today with hair. Uh, usually it's just two guys without hair, but this man has hair. You can spot him a mile away. You see him downstairs, you see the hair, and you're like, oh, there's Constantine. You're a tall guy. Um, 6'3". Yeah. A little, a little tubby, 240, um, but I prefer food over abs. Yeah, but like a, you're like so. an offensive guard. Yeah. Well, oh, Jesus, that's, you're that's like, like a, 300. No, well, these <laughs> days, they. I swear, there's some guys that are like just 240 and strong as heck. Oh, my God. Don't no, put me in that category. Guys. No, you're that's, not. That's a bit. That's Don't worry. Big. Yeah. I'm like uh, a power forward. I'm like a tight end. Oh, yes, you are. Uh, what? Hey, you hey, over hey, there. Hey, I don't know what you're oh, thinking. Just because hey I'm from Broadway. Hey. I don't know. Um... And me and Constantine were talking earlier this week about the Yankees' loss. You're frustrated, but guess what? They exceeded everyone's expectations. You saw a lot of youth. You saw some great trades made by Brian Cashman. Everyone wants his head. He makes these trades, and we're like, all right, make him the GM for the rest of your life. Uh, Girardi's job is saved by the comeback, although he probably still would have stayed if, if they lost. But the fact that they won that series and took it seven in the ALCS, it was kind of playing with house money there. You lo- you come back, you lose after being up 3-2, but you're playing with house money. You're going to Houston, and that atmosphere is raucous. Uh, if you're a Yankee fan, you got to be satisfied despite the loss. Satisfied, yes. And uh, I know that nobody had expectations for them this year, but I did. I generally am pretty optimistic. I thought going into spring training, wow, coming off, you know, a nice finish last year considering, you know, the year they had and injuries and, you know, expiring contracts, whatnot, you know, some holes in the starting rotation, but really great performances overall last year, very encouraging, you know, obviously... The kids came up and made an impact, particularly Sanchez. But um, the DD trade last year, incredible for a, like bag, a, steal, yeah. a bag of balls. Yeah. Um, you know, so just a, just a good core of a team. And then as those trades were coming in, you were very encouraged. Um, you know, you kind of pull in a way a fast one you know, with the Miller trade, the Chapman trade, then re-signing Chapman. You had to think going into this season, and remember, they kicked butt in spring training. I know it's not a big deal. But, you know, Bird looks like, you know, He's talking Will about Clark. spring training stats right now. What is he I'm going to go. Stop. So, Stop. so Stop. we're talking about expectations. So coming in, I remember, you know, we were talking about Joe and Evan earlier. So we, as New Yorkers, we, you know, I, I, I listen. So I, they, they're big with the over-under, right? The over-under. Over-under. And I remember the, the, the over-under was so low this year. What was it? Like it was 80 like 82 or something. So Joe took over, and I'm telling my friends, I'm like, I think they're going to win 90 games. Well, coming into the season with the roster they had, that was very hard to predict because the rotation wasn't good. One, Severino turned out being great. Two, CeCe was incredible, which no one saw him Except still at this last age. last year he had a great year also. Oh, no, not as good this year. He's been remarkable. Um, uh, look Tanaka, at 
injury concerns. Yeah. Bull, the, the, the one thing they had was a bullpen. And while Batanza seems like he has the nips because he's been throwing a, a month wild. That happens. Uh, people thought that the bullpen would carry them. Uh, but the starting rotation, man, pitching wins games, and that was the problem. But I think the lineup was so good, no, and, and Evan, Judge was just remarkable, obviously. Judge was great. You know, he struck out a lot coming up last year, but I had faith in him. I, I had faith in him. Sanchez, Bird, a healthy season, you know, a couple of these guys stepping up. You know, I thought maybe Ellsbury could have a bounce-back year. I thought they'd get the same year out of CeCe as they got last year, and they got better. I thought, you know, best-case scenario, Tanaka and Severino would pitch the way they pitched. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Cashman, Randy Levine, they sit back. They're like, this is the team we put together. We, You know, if they're healthy, they're on the field, they're going to be productive, and they're going to mm-hmm. get wins, particularly with that back end of the bullpen. And just depth. You know, I liked, you know, the the Halliday thing coming over. I mean, he basically was very good for a half a year. You know, and then they figured stuff out. I mean, it was disappointing. It was. You know, when you get that close, when you win three at home in the way they did, and then you go to Houston and basically, you know, you and forget I, your offense and in the Bronx. And not like that, you lose to Charlie Moore in a game seven. Like, oh, the you, guy pitched you, great. Yeah, well, you take it. But, I mean, you lose to Verlander in game six, fine. Verlander's just, he's undefeated with the Astros since he got there. You lose to Charlie Moore, and it's a little more frustrating considering he was a— fifth starter for like the Pittsburgh Pirates you know look historically at these World Series I mean you're gonna have to have you have to have a Charlie Morton to win you know you have to have one of those guys step Mm -hmm. up and get wins in the playoffs because you can't just win you know maybe those Giants teams from a few years ago San Francisco Giants basically with one pitcher you know Bumgardner you know carrying them a wild card team through but you're gonna have to get W's by those kind of guys in your lineup because you know like look you know Kershaw, you know, he hasn't had a great postseason career, but you gotta you gotta assume he's gonna get a W tonight. But if he doesn't, you're gonna get one out of you better get one out of Rich Hill or mm-hmm. one of these guys, you know. Well when you so. have Kershaw and then Rich Hill, then you Darvish did everyone forget game four starter Alex Wood, who was a Cy Young candidate this year. Alex Wood was I think his record his record was like fourteen and two or something crazy. Um that's four starters deep for the Dodgers, which makes me think that they have the advantage here just because gotta of think. That, that pitching staff and then the lineup top to bottom uh just so good going and forward now though uh going forward with Alex the Yanks. Wood, by the way before you continue 16 and 3 with a 272 ERA no one talked about team that. won a hundred something games and they, they won like 60 of them straight it felt like mm-hmm. at one point then they lost 20 straight so you know you're gonna get W's you're gonna you're gonna you know compile stats you know with that with what, the National League sucks, by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you got the Nationals, who are solid. Obviously, the choke artists, which I love watching. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs defending champs and the Dodgers. How are you going to say it sucks? Dimebacks also were great. So I would I would argue that it doesn't. But, I mean, <laughs> while it can suck, the winner of the whole thing is going to be from the National League because I just don't see anyone beating the Dodgers. I'm going to say well, you have to Dodgers think. in seven. Wow. I think it goes deep. They have home field, so I think them being at home, you got to give them the advantage. One, two, the pitching four deep. I think three and four for the Dodgers tops Charlie Morton, uh, Lance McCullers, and Brad Peacock. I just think the Dodgers are too good right now, and it's win or go home. It's win or bust for them right now because what the money they've put into this roster Oof. is remarkable. Magic Johnson, they've emptied their pockets. For uh, years now, though. For, for years, years. But now years. more than ever, it's just so many big-time guys. I'm taking the Dodgers in seven. What's your prediction? Uh, I got to say I'd like to see that happen, but I think Houston in six. I Mm. think they steal a game, and then they have to win it 
in LA, and that would be you. You don't want to go Game Seven. I think they. I think they steal it and they they do it in six. You like Keuchel and Verlander to win all four? Is it? Is it a? What do they go? They would go one, two, five, and six. So do you think they win those? I don't two? know. You know, I don't. I, I know that's the way to look at things now. We just kind of do the pitching matchups and who you're going to get. I mean, I think that they're going to have to do some some work like they did on the Yankees. I think they're going to have to game seven a couple of these games. You know, they're going to have to they're going to piece a couple of guys together here. You know, um, Keuchel's nasty. It, it was frustrating watching the Yankees fail so much against him. The, that second game was better. You know, that. Cutter, whatever it is, man, that they just were swinging at it and missing on everything. And, you know, Judge got a hold of one of them, which was nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I think this, the starting pitching, I think it definitely kind of cancels out a little bit. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, a little of the National League rules come into play here or there. You know, when to take a guy out, when you're not see to. Some small ball, you're going to see some pinch hitting. You're gonna see I just it. hope Puig is just a failure in the whole series. Why? Because that guy sucks, and he's, he's got fun, all though. the potential. And, you know, it's so frustrating. Really? Why? Why? I think he's having a good time. I think the guy's just having fun out there. I don't think that's a problem. No, he couldn't play here. Really? That would never happen. I mean, the bat flips get a little excessive sometimes. Oh, the oh. whole show showboat stuff is just yeah, it's a little much for me. But, uh, you know, he's exciting. You know, the talent is crazy. He's the kind of guy that can take over the entire World Series or just basically go 0 for 30. Constantine yeah. Marul is taking the Astros in six games. I'm taking the Dodgers in seven on the Yankees front. Bright future. I think Yankee fans are excited. Todd Frazier will be a free agent. We'll see where he ends up. Might come to Queens He's as the next third baseman. Yeah. I'll take him. He'll go to Queens. Uh, with David Wright, who knows when, if he'll ever return to a baseball field. He will if not. If he does, it won't be for more than 24 hours. Yeah, he will not be back. Uh, the Mets... Signed Mickey Callaway as manager, Cleveland Solid. Indians pitching coach. Solid for what they need. You have starting pitchers up the wazoo who are supposed to be good and obviously didn't have a great year as we won 70 well, games. Uh, but A I, lot I, of talent there still. Yeah, you there's know, still they got talent. A couple of kids there in the mix. They've, you know, you can't argue uh, Alderson's moves over the last couple of years, you know, pulling the Cespedes button and it really working when it when it did at the time and riding it all the way like that you know he's put a Jay Bruce in there you know he he, you know they'll go into spring training with a not your favorite lineup but they'll pick up a guy or two and then they'll make a run at it with that pitching you know and it's so deep imagine if those guys were healthy all at the same time mm-hmm. oh. I mean it's really scary well and Harvey was also such a disappointment I and know. you worry about him off the field and the, the what do you think cocaine gonna... rumors and ah, all that well, and... you know look I mean he wouldn't be the first guy or the last guy and you know how New York gets a little crazy, man. I was in the club scene when Jeter and, you know, Tino and Posada, they were out every night. Okay, mm-hmm. don't sleep. That was before real significant social media this stuff was This was what, 2000s? Or, yeah, know. in like the early and mid-2000s. So you would be at the club with Eric Jeter just chilling? For sure. 10 June, I'd see him. He'd be right there. Yeah. For sure. Did you, did you talk? Yeah, this so was, was after like, yeah. Idol days? And he'd see me a little, it was after my Idol days. So we're talking like 2005, basically. Okay. You know? And, uh, yeah, 2004, 2005. What's a 2005 club night, Jeter, Constantine, Jeter, or Constantine Tino? Like, are you guys popping bottles? What's, no, what's I'm it? not like that. I, you know, a lot of the times, it's those clubs that are just starting, and they... Lot, there's a lot of comping going mm-hmm. on, and there's promoters that you know, but it's never crazy. These are like more like lounges, you mm-hmm. know. I remember 10 June down in the meatpacking, and there was another one, you know. Um, you would see those guys; they would never be out of control ever, you know. They're such pros with well, every, Jeter, yeah. on and off, mm-hmm. believe me. And you know, it, 
you have to know how to handle yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, they certainly did even then before social media and all. But, you know, people would be out. So I, I see it and it gets, there's, um, you know, and I know people that hang out with Harvey I, and I've seen him out and about and, you know, it's hard to, that that life is kind of sick. You're out and you're sitting with like beautiful people and you're just chilling now. and there's always music and it's, things are comped and you're getting treated great and, you know, you actually meet a great people group of people that you that you go out with essentially every night you know it's the same kind of group and uh it's intoxicating it is you know but you gotta stay i mean look i never was into drugs you know and i'm not much of a drinker you know so um that stuff will get a hold of you and it'll definitely mess up your game i mean even for what i do when i'm trying to do eight shows a week on broadway try doing blow and singing rock of ages that doesn't happen mm -hmm. you know so try pitching you know 98 with a filthy you know off speed pitch and you're out all night it, it doesn't work i mean the well, guys in the old, the old days good in that question oh he had what a couple of good years uh, i mean let's be honest I don't you know, know he had a nice comeback with the yankees but he certainly yeah. what did he win a uh, 194 games. That's more than a couple good games. Right, well, he did get almost 200 wins. He, I mean, he had, uh, let's see, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91. He was all over 500, and then it pretty much went downhill after that. Maybe threw uh, his no-hitter after that with the Yanks. Or a perfect yeah. game. No, no-hitter. came out of nowhere, considering it wasn't that good then. Um, but, yeah, I, I understand. He certainly didn't have 99 on the gun oh, that no, game either. No. That was filthy. And uh, Remember when the Yankees – remember Andy Hawkins pitched a no-hitter technically at the time before it was – they changed the rules. He pitched a no-hitter on the road that he lost. What year was that? Oh, it's got to be 87. I wasn't alive, so that Pat that, was alive. That, but you've heard that in Yankee lore, that. I'm yeah, sure. I remember that. And those were the lean, weird years for the Yanks, man. They had – I was they were terrible. That's when there was a that, Mets town. Good that times. was a really that Mets was good times for me. Pat, Pat was living living his best <laughs> life then. Yeah, that was a good time then. But the Yanks, Mattingly, I don't know if one Met star was bigger than Mattingly was at that point. Even though the Yankees were in those weird Steinbrenner, you know, years Keith, there. People love Keith. Keith was the guy. Like everyone, lo and now everyone loves Don Keith. Mattingly. Don, was worldwide Matt, Matt, star. Was a star. Mattingly may have been the best player in baseball. At the time. At the time, when you, the MVP year. Yeah. But Doc, Doc was huge. Yeah, Doc in the 80s. Here. Yeah, here. Nationally. I remember, I I remember coming, coming, Rookie of the year. I remember he coming was... into the city from Jersey on the, on the bus. The first thing you saw was like this 20-foot poster of Doc right outside the Port Authority. Yeah, Doc was like, that he dude. Was, he was huge. Um, but anyway, on the Mets, I just, uh, to wrap up on the Mets, it's, the manager's great and all. He's good with pitchers. They need pitchers. Let's see them spend now. Let's And they still need to fill out the coaching staff. I mean, Kevin Long might go to the Nationals, coach and beat the Mets in the division, and, and that'll be frustrating. Uh, but Dusty Baker. Good for Kevin Long. I can't believe I mean, he's still got a job. Like, I don't know. I mean. I think he's solid. Yeah, he was with Yankee coach. Yeah, you know, they like the Mets. They made the a Mets run. Got hurt. He was a Everyone Yankee was coach hurt. when they won in '09, I believe. The Mets lineup in September was a Triple A lineup that he was coaching as a, yeah. as a hitting coach. So there's nothing really you can do when you guys who shouldn't be here who are here. Well, you know, Cespedes. Uh, you know, I mean, he plays 30 games. He needs a year, to drink but... water. That's the thing. The guy didn't stay hydrated. That was a story. And is that he, what they say? They said that he just doesn't stay hydrated. He, obviously, everyone knows the stories that he smokes cigarettes, a ton of them in the uh, in the you know playing golf. The, not well that there, but like in the clubhouse like outside the clubhouse the tunnel where you're going to walk to the batting cage um so that's that's a problem 
But that's like a he's like a, he's like a nervous type. Then you know he's like one of those guys that just needs to. I mean, I he's just chill. Still, if you're a superior athlete and you're smoking, he's there's got to be some kind of cigars stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his numbers still weren't that bad. He just needs to stay on the field. So they need him. They need Conforto to come back from this crazy injury, which is concerned. They think he'll be bet ready for spring training, but that's a shoulder injury, and you're a hitter. That's his numbers probably aren't going to be anywhere near as good as they were this year. Uh, so let's see the Mets get a bullpen, spend some money. See if too they bad bring we Harvey can never back. make a trade together. You know, yeah, Yanks that'll never Mets. work. It just I'll, never happens. Although you, if there was Picture one guys, that works, so you're looking at you're looking at what I've rumors I've heard is Ellsbury. Jerry Blevins for Starlin Castro. Wow, that to me is something you think about because I love Blevins. He's a great lefty reliever. Mets need a second baseman. If you have Castro and is, Rosario up the middle, I don't know that's why solid. everyone's pushing Castro out the door constantly every time. All he's done is come here and get 200 hits every year. He's a four-time All-Star. I mean, the guy, he's, good, yeah. he's very good. He transitioned take into the second base like seamlessly. You know, he he jacks home runs. He goes on uh he goes on just like hot streaks, you know? How about we give you Hansel Robles, He seems Robles to always too, get a hit. Hot Dude, I don't want any Met, just to be honest. I mean, like, there may be the I only I don't want to lose Blevins. I love Blevins. He's a dominant lefty reliever, and the Yankees don't have that at all in their bullpen. They don't have a dominant lefty, so I think it's a deal that makes Except sense. Chapman. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's... That was a brain fart by me, but he is a closing. In the middle relief, if you could have Blevins. No, of course. It's not We've like We've always had that one NL. lefty guy. And it's we- not like the NL where you bring in one guy to face one batter. So the American League, you don't see that as much. You see a lefty face one batter because of the there's no I pinch. I wonder if like a Jaime Garcia would ever consider. Oh, that was what I wanted to ask you before about Harvey. Because like, I, I think he, he's got one last shot as a big-time starter and to mm-hmm. get that contract. You might start seeing him in like the seventh, eighth, ninth inning himself at some point. That's Just unleash ninety-eight with well, the slot. That's the issue. He doesn't throw that fast anymore. He's, well, he's, if he was coming in for one inning, he might. You're they right. all say that. I would consider that, but you I know? think the Mets kind of need he him consider as a it? That's not where the money is. Yeah, yeah. And, and starting pitching is such a commodity when you have it. You have to at least. That's like the Yanks. You remember Severino came in and he was a stopper out of the bullpen in, in a playoff run. You know, the issue is going from starter to reliever, and then him wanting to come a starter again. It just screws up your arm. And and Jabba and they screwed up. You know yeah. that whole thing. All Tory had to do was just take him off the field that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I would have just been like, off the field, done. Jabba Chamberlain, the with the, with the uh, widgets. Just widgets in your nose and your <sighs> eyes and your everyone, your ass. Widgets. Oh, widgets. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jake Brown Show, Constantine Marulis in studio. Follow me on Twitter at Constantine M. Um, Constantine M at Constantine Marulis on Instagram. Oh, on in the gram. Don't we were talking that. about all the uh, all the platforms. Yeah, we were talking Facebook Stories. Live is usually better than Instagram. But what live. do you think about Snapchat? I'm a Snapchat. You're like a filter guy. You like to put a lot of like cute filters on <laughs> well, yourself and no. stuff. I did the other day. There's a filter that has like blue hair, and I'm like Jake with hair, and it was pretty funny. Well, um, the, f- the best filters are actually on Facebook, but people don't realize when you have the app upper left, that little camera. Click that. 
and it's a full blown Snapchat, and they have the best filters. Then we're gonna have our but parents nobody using watches. Facebook filters. That's when it just takes a turn for the worst. No, that's uh, my parents are already on Facebook. And oh, that's not my good. mom with embarrassing comments and liking everything. She's probably watching this right now. Mommy gonna, gonna call me like, don't embarrass me. <laughs> um, but it's all a big mess. Yeah, but no, at Constantinus on the Instagram. Really, the website has got everything too. Constantinus We we got the new play coming up. We start rehearsals. Really tonight, I'm in the studio doing some pre-production. Uh, new kind of dark rock musical. Bulldozer, the Ballad of Robert Moses. Oh, it is a musical. It is a musical. Oh, okay. No, I gotta see it then. Yeah, there's. Uh, It's cool. It's it's kind of gonna have like a Spring Awakening treatment to it, where it's this sort of period piece, but then the music kicks in and it's like, it's like into anyone else in it that we might know, or are you the can't announce that yet. Because we haven't finalized the rest of the okay. casting, but but you were the main character. You're like I am. I play Robert Moses. I will look very different than I am now, and probably have like. Either much shorter hair or probably some sort of wig, wigged. You will become a Snapchat. I will be wigged, filtering (laughs) the head. I will win this for my off-Broadway debut. Now you were a Tony nominee, correct? Yes, I didn't win. Who won? (sighs) Can we not talk about that, Jake? No, I'm just teasing. Because I know, because I'm friends with James Igelhart, who played Aladdin. He won. Played Genie. He won that year. Yeah, Is that the year you went up against him? No, no. He was He's a winner. supporting, by the way. I was lead. Thank oh. you. Jake. He's the genie. I'm pretty sure the genie He's is the, the genie lead actor. in the bottle. <laughs> That's not in the show. Oh. Aladdin. Um, we need a beatboxer. I love him. He's a great guy. And uh, I believe I he's... Think he won that year. No, yeah, he won. Um, I don't remember who won. It doesn't matter. I was also nominated as a producer last year. Not a big deal. My second. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> Second, what? Do you want to be in like a movie? Have you tried to do movies? Well, Jake, no, I don't want to be in a movie. Of course, I want to be in a movie, okay? <laughs> I've gotten very close to some good ones and I've been in a little stuff. Jeez. But you know, I'm sometimes not to take it's shots tough. here. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Yeah. No, yes, I, uh, yeah, I think it's been enough time since it's like, yo, you're Constantine guy, you know, um, that people are starting to realize, oh, He's an actual, you know, like award-winning and nominated actor guy. Like he can come in and not just be rocker, you know, can do other things. You know, I uh, did this play with Second Stage off Broadway last year and got rave in the New York Times, you know, no singing in that show, you know, good stuff like that. So I think it's a bit of a process. Like now I'm like a man. I'm like 40. I'm a man. man. I'm 40. I'm 40. Who said that? That was, uh, that was the, coach the coach. Mike Gundy, I think. I don't remember. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Classic. Yeah. Classic drop. Yeah. I'm actually <clears throat> 42, but I um. I thought he was like 32, 35. Don't worry, 42. That's what I tell people. Oh. No, it's pretty hard to lie. Ladies these commenting days. hearts and everything. I'm at f- t- thir- 29. 29. 29. Only three years older than me, but was alive in the 80s when the. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the Yankees suck. Obscure 80s references. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, so when is when does the show start after the preview? Like when is it officially official? Because you said this. It's official. It opens twenty fourth. Come then. That's when we start November doing 24th. business. Yes. Okay. Right around around Thanksgiving, you'll be in town. It's gonna be cool and moody and sexy and cool. And how long does the show go? It'll run through January. Okay. And then I'm on tour a bit uh, late January. Going to Guam. Um, going to Guam for New Literally. Year's. Going to Guam, uh, Asia. Asia, we're going to Guam again. I've been there now twice. Amazing place. And we said he can make many Guam jokes while he's in Guam. 
Because he's literally in Guam. I'm actually in Guam. Um, on Guam, a lot of people say there because it's just like such a small island. It sounds French. On Guam. On Guam. Um, there's a really crazy story. I don't know uh, if you've ever heard about this, but there was a Japanese soldier that basically got lost in the woods after World War II and stayed in the woods for like 40 years. And survived. And, and people, and he survived. And he basically was like Rambo in the woods. And he's still alive? You could Google this. Anyone could Google this. This is like a huge story. Why did this just come up and though? O- only, no, well, I, I only heard about it when I was over there, but I think it actually happened in like, you know, the late 70s. He mm-hmm. was found. And... Uh, Still had his like, you know, not his musket, but whatever he was, you know, <laughs> whatever his gun, musket. He, his musket. No, World War Two. No, World War Two. Uh, he probably had like some, you know, standard M16 or something, and he he still had it, and he had like survived and lived for decades in the deep in the Guam jungle. Deep in the Guam. That's your next hit single. Deep in Guam. Deep in the Guam. Um, <laughs> so you'll be traveling around Guam. So we'll be there Then I'll be on tour in January and February with my stuff And another act that we're going to be announcing pretty shortly Ruben it's gonna be Stuttered a me, me and Stuttered I love what? Ruben Because he had the 205 jersey and that's my birthday I don't even know Birmingham. what that ever was What was, was the Birmingham tw- this Oh area got it yeah, he, Then he got in trouble for wearing them or something I don't remember Did he? Were you, yeah You weren't on Ruben season No you? I was on season 4 with Carrie Underwood you were in the carry. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's when I love idols. Best season time. ever. Who else is on that? So it was Carrie. Me, who else? Carrie, and Bo Bice. Bo Bice. Vonzel Solomon. Uh, I don't know oh, if you know him. Any others? To be honest, I know. If you keep going through, Nadia the top Turner, Scott Sable, your your long lost brother. <laughs> what he looks. What's you his last pull, name? S A S A V O L. You're not gonna like it. Jesus Christ! I, I remember him too. You remember him? God damn it! He was like he's I need kind to of lose a, some weight. Jesus. No, no, you don't. This guy is a chubby <laughs> checker over no. here. I told you he's I your fatter, yeah. older brother. You're you're the leaner, more handsome one. Oh, yeah, thanks. he's from uh, Shaker Heights, Ohio. Shaker Heights. I'm I'm looking Shaker. at the season four. Okay, let's see who else I recognize here. Anthony Fedorov. He had the tracheotomy. One of them looks like a Ed Sheeran kind of. Oh jeez, who's that? Here's the picture. Let's see. There, that is not my season. That's not season four. That's <laughs> what? T- that's what is that? That, that is David Archuleta's season, Where's famed Mormon. Season four. Here it is. All right. There we are. That one girl did porn. Which really? Just saying. Who? I mean, I don't know if I should mention her name, but you can point this to one. Amazing. Um, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Jessica Sierra. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't recognize it's re- and, you know you that's really that's Ozzy those... Smith's son in the middle Nico Smith the black dude oh oh him I remember he was <laughs> the great. other black dude he was good in the middle Nick Nico Smith there him I remember Bo, that's lo- that's you. um yes uh, Jake Brown senior I remember Carrie Underwood <laughs> and porn star look um, at me and Carrie together just you were one of the more recognizable names what what do you like what do you think one it is? of well, I think, I, you know, I was a little older when I came on the show. I just came out of, like, prestigious drama school, and I was in Rent on a Broadway tour, and I had a band, and I was not young. I mean, I was, like, the end of 28 when I auditioned. Like, you didn't need Idol to, like, I think we all need an oppor- helps, a platform but, yeah. and an opportunity to do stuff. I think, for me, um, 
it felt like a natural progression in what I was, you know, working towards, you know, like I got my training, I got a lot of experience, I did a lot of shows in the Boston area and in the New York area and I played in bands, I had a lot of stage time and mm -hmm. I've been in the studio and I'd done things and toured a bit with Rent and all that. So I think like, yeah, this was like my now like master's program or like my, you know, professional, true professional preparatory time. And, um, you know, you you know, you, you take the opportunity and you turn something into it. I think it was a combination. They'd never had a man on the show before. It was the first year they upped the age, 28, 29. I come on with the long hair and the long name. How did know. Idol change your life? I think, you know, it's about sort of an opportunity, you know, when you, um, you know, do all you, you dream, you work hard. You know, I went to school. Um, I think it was just an opportunity to connect with an actual audience. And now, you know, I was lucky to be on when I was because it was like 30 million people a night watching. That was it when it was popping. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't miss a week of it. That was like when you had to watch every week. Well, I that think they're gonna, I think in a way, there's a lot of excitement about the new season. I think the move to ABC is huge. I think the Disney synergy that's always been there is even obviously, you know, um, bigger than ever because it is Disney. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that, they spent a lot of money on the judges. One in particular, great That's, for them. I feel like they're not going to make that money. That was a lot of the problem, you know, in the last few years. Um, I think they will find a nice audience. Dude, the last couple of seasons, particularly last season, actually performed very well. They, you know, they have great producers on the show now. They've gotten the production costs down, and people still love it. It's like McDonald's, dude. It's like it just makes people feel good I that just little feel like there's no singers left i feel not that but i feel like the la i have no idea who's won the last couple of years when you guys were on they were still talking about names we're still talking to you we're still talking to Carrie. we're still talking about ruben kelly clarkson justin guarini i mean they had a freaking movie um right people now i have no idea who's won like the last five years well because it took a turn towards um it just being about just being about the judges, the famous judges. It used to be about that contestant and their journey, you know? And we'd get to know them, and we really root for them. And Paula, Randy, and Simon, we didn't know as well. They were huge stars from the show. Yeah. Granted, Paula was a pop star. I get that. But really, the I had new, no idea. But you Simon didn't know that. Your generation. Before, before the show. She had huge hits, actually. I knew Paula, but Simon and Randy, I had no idea before I had Well, Simon was just essentially a record executive over, yeah. you know, in. in, in and you kind of fell in love with the judge, but it wasn't about the judge. It was about the singer, like you said. Right. It was a journey. They had a story. There was a thing. They were like the funny contestants. There was, it was a great, you know, there was an innocence. There wasn't even an HD yet. Like, it hadn't really caught up to itself. There mm -hmm. was an, an innate charm about it. And uh, then it got, you know, once everyone was aware of how successful and how many hundreds of millions were, like, pouring in, then, you know, like anything, it's so hard to make. It's like the Yanks dynasty, really. It's like, how long can we possibly win for? You can't just keep winning and winning and winning. There's so much winning. There's so much. Um, but so for Idol, it took a dip. And then when they changed the judges six times over, you know. But again... Even if it's five and ten million people on a big night for them, rather than twenty-five to thirty million, mm -hmm. it's still a young person with a dream on a stage with a platform who's going to garner hundreds of thousands of followers, and people are going to follow them till the end of time. A, a group of people. Now, what are you going to do with that opportunity? You know, you you're not going to just make it because you were somebody on Idol. Obviously, you know, I was lucky. You know, I got back to basics. I went to Broadway. You know, I 
I was always working towards that anyhow. You know, I got a great show that was a huge vehicle, but the synergy was awesome in Rock of Ages. You know, I played the underdog in the show. I was the underdog who got voted off too early on American Idol. Now, I wish everyone could have a project like that. I don't think that's going to happen for everybody. And when I talk to young people, I tell them that. I'm like, look, there's a lot of, there's certain realities here. You know, even I go speak to a prestigious musical theater class at a great, you know, uh, you know, program wherever, from Carnegie Mellon to Boston Conservatory to Rutgers, whatever. One of you maybe in this class is going to have a substantial career on Broadway. Maybe one. Do people come to you for advice? Like but you're all studying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Like young people. They yeah, they do. And I, I do coaching stuff. I don't advertise it. But if it comes easy, you know, I mean, there's great money. And I, I love teaching younger people. Um, master class on a Saturday afternoon, you know, 20, 30 kids in there. You get to work with most of them one-on-one. -on -one and, you know... I mean, the stuff I can share is, um, you know, it's it's huge. It's mm -hmm. it's invaluable, you know. So um, the experience of like walking into a real audition, meeting an agent, and all of those things are are huge. But I don't really advertise that I do that. Um, but I like to work with younger people, and I, I wish there were more people in my position doing that for me when I was mm -hmm. younger. Because I felt like a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I'll totally help you." I'm not helping. <laughs> you know, just people are the worst. The yeah. worst. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see the show itself having as much success as it used to. No, it's not gonna because um, there's so much p p content out there. Do you regret the week you got eliminated doing Nickelback? <laughs> sure. I mean, I kind of got screwed because, and maybe in a way set up because, hey, I'm a producer now. I can see how great a television it was. I was flying high with Carrie Underwood, never out of one, two, or three, ever. Never in the bottom three, oh, ever. She's so good. Dominating. She's, before he cheats is my karaoke answer. She's amazing. And I dug my cane oh my into God. the side of this pretty little soup dog four-wheel drive. Um, she didn't write a note of that, but just that's fine. Oh. Um, <laughs> she sang them all, and um, Shots no, I'm fired. just saying. Ghostwriters doesn't matter. She's you know she's. A Did machine. they make you do Nickelback? No. What ended up happening was I was set to do um, Beautiful Day U two, okay, which awesome. was a big hit at the yeah. time. It was all kind of current radio songs. Mm -hmm. Remember, you couldn't clear the songs you can clear now, you know, because they didn't realize that like how what a spike it would have on the entire catalog even if you went up there and sang a song mm -hmm. you know from queen don't hate it would like you going up there going <laughs> doing fat bottom girls it, it would just have a huge spike the original album everything would just spike people were were reluctant to, to buy into that the first few seasons anyway so um i um you know, the baby mom was like texting me 19 <laughs> times like i don't know it's like can get I think diapers they want, sort, how's your daughter She's six. Six. No, no doubt. She's got a great mom, Angelina Reed, Angel Reed. Um, but uh, it's cool. Co-parents, all that. But don't text me right now. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, you know, I think I was set to do one song, and then they pulled the rights, and then I couldn't do it, and then I had to go to the Nickelback song because that was a current song. And, you know. How You Remind Me. What's the song? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you sing a little snippet? I'm trying uh, to think. I never made it as a poor man. Uh, never made it as a something leading. This is how you remind me. Oh, right, okay. I remember that. 
This is how you remind me of what I really am. Oh, that, Not that's like a classic, you. Man. Say sorry. I was waiting on a different story. This time I'm mistaken. Forgiving you how I'm breaking. I've been wrong. I've been down. Been to the bottom of every bottle. This five words in my head. Oh, we're having fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a fun. You know, it's Nickelback. And you're eliminated. <laughs> and see you. You're and eliminated. Here's the first pitch, and the season's over. It was like over. me playing a little bit too much into the rock thing when yeah. I didn't get Beautiful Day, which, you know, with the big change. Touch me. Take me to that other place. Teach me. All right, Cassie, stop showing off. You know now. what I mean? Like, that would have been it. <laughs> With the lights. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, that would have been. You know, uh, forget yeah. it. So it was lit. Yeah. And, and you um, did the Bee Gees the week before that, Nights on Broadway. How did that one go? Well, I, I love always tried to have, like, a little tongue-in-cheek thing. I did, you know, I think I love you, Partridge Family, which, you know, one week. I always had a little cheeky thing. but I can't make you love me. A lot of the stuff I wanted to do was not, like, I wanted to just wail Bon Jovi, Journey. You know, White Snake. I wanted to, you know, kiss hit him with Boston. You know, a lot of songs wouldn't clear. A lot of stuff wouldn't clear. Hit me with then. a kiss from a rose, a couple lines. Um, well, baby, I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. Ooh, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels. Yeah. Now that Jake's rose is in bloom, our light hits the gloom on the gray. That's a joke. That Let's part. play one of your new ones. Now. Let's do it. Well, so we play. We, we well, play I have here a new song that's going back on the radio at Sirius. What's uh, it's going to be on um, the Pulse, Sirius FM, uh, Sirius XM, the Pulse, and um, it's um, it's called All About You. It's a it's an original I co-wrote with Sam Hollander, a huge songwriter. He wrote Hand Clap by Fitz and the Tantrums. Um, I can make your hands clap oh, every night when the stars come out. So that one. Big hit. So right. we're hoping for the same. What's the title? It's called All About You. Oh, that, that, And okay. it's basically about my first love. It's like a power ballad. That's your one this year. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let's play She's Just Rock and Roll. All right. Cool. Um, you want to sing over it before we wrap up we don't even need to talk the giants lost season's over no it's not over we gotta Jets trade lost. eli to, to oh, stop stop you can't mm, trade eli. one of you was a perfect excuse you kept me guessing some girls get so confused but i know better you are the innocent one that much i know that much I know How does it feel to be stuck in my soul? Baby, you're in control How do you find your way into my bones? CM, 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 CM I'm just the hype man in the middle That's right This one's about the two women in my life the one that was very bad for me and the one that was very good for me that I let get away. And they both destroyed me. But you uh, know what? The so one girl, she's just rock and roll. She's always been good to me. Just rock and roll. None of these other baby ones. <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> Straight kicked me out of my bed. Got my eviction. 
see him coming to Broadway. Yeah, we doing Peyton Kamajay. Verlander, he got Kate Upton. Oh, she got big titties and love this is She's Just a Rock and Roll. Yeah, check get, it out on Spotify. Get it on Spotify. Is it on iTunes? Please? iTunes, Everything Spotify, iTunes. Amazon. She's Just Rock and Roll. Here I Come. All About You. All About You is uh, going back on rotation right now. New it's album. New album year. in the works. Um, 2018. Yeah, very early. Uh, we're going on tour uh, January and February. Uh, Bulldozer, the musical, off-Broadway this winter. Uh, to complete the 2017 season. I've had a crazy 2016-2017 season mm-hmm. on the Broadway and the off-Broadway. So um, this this will sort of finalize that, and I'm very excited to be originating yet another new role here in New York. It was always my dream. And uh, Robert Moses was an incredible uh, 20th century New Yorker. And, uh, you know, you mention it to to like big wigs and they're like oh my god robert moses they love this guy no relation the power to broker, moses himself by the, way. the power broker and the art of the deal are uh you know those two <laughs> books that these kind of guys really like and um in a way they were similar similar uh people but moses was far more innovative than <laughs> dt ever will be Mm-hmm. You take that to heart. Right, take that to heart. Giants fine. Giants are going to be just. Giants are. Giant season is over, and that's fine. And I feel bad for Eli because he doesn't want to get killed, but he wants to keep playing. No um, line and no line. No receivers left, and he's throwing yeah. the guys. Uh, like, I don't even know. Who's you know, you got to like the tight end. You know, I think the Ingram, defense yeah. will bounce back next year. You know, Vernon's got to be healthy. You know, JPP's still an animal. I mean, they get pressure. They just don't get the quarterback down. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, you know, you got to love 21. Um, Collins, you got to love, you know, a couple of these other, you know. Oh, I, I can't believe Eli Apple. Like, he's he's kind of feeling himself all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where have you been for two years? You were oh, a number yeah. one pick. You His made a couple of plays. Something. Well, they shut her up real yeah. fast. Well, she, got the, she was on ESPN a lot. No, not um, anymore, though. Though. Yeah. Not after that. Not basically after that first little, uh, you know, little plunge into the media she took. Yeah, the she, Giants, old school, you know, some of Mara Mafia taking advantage. They, they of quieted, the 20, the quieted, yeah. they quieted that down real fast. Um, and he's like taking his helmet off on that. I'm like, who? What are you? Yeah, what are you doing, like, bro? You made one play. You're one yeah, and six. I know. It's you know, and the, you know, in general, I don't dig. Odell. I mean, the guy is an incredible talent. He's a superhero. I get it. Star. I understand. You know, I saw it with Victor Cruz, though. What people forget is Victor Cruz was Odell before Odell, just not as good. And he was feeling himself and he got the big contract and then he got hurt because he didn't want to go across the middle anymore. I say trade Odell now, which will never happen, but trade Odell now, bring back, you know, picks. And I say trade Eli to Coughlin with that Super Bowl defense he's got down there. Let him make a run at it over the next year or two. Finish his career because he's going to get literally killed here. Mm-hmm. He's going to actually get killed, and he's going to ruin his streak anyhow. Uh, I'd like to see what you know what Webb has, or even Gino. You know, just I, I uh, you know, people forget. You know, Gino's got some skills. You know, I mean, I know Jets fans hate him, but Stop. he ended his Jet career pretty Stop. damn well, better than anyone I've seen in the play since. No one's had a game like well, Gino jo- had his Josh last McCown game as a actually been solid. He's Besides been solid. that one throw over against the Dolphins nah. on Sunday, but he's, he's been a solid. solid vet. Uh, and I like, you know, they're playing 
kind of like that giant football. Like I would, you know, like when Parcells came to the Jets a little bit, he kind of implemented a little of that stuff. You know, throw it's amazing that the Jets could be five and two if I mean McCown doesn't make that throw. You got a shot, and then oh, if but that the Patriots, Patriots an overturned call in the end zone. I they mean, got what the killed. Hell was that? That, was that was that was terrible. That was a disgraceful call. That was disgraceful. Uh, and got to be honest, the touchdown the other night that uh, Collins made the play on, I thought was pretty disgraceful too. Yeah. You know, and uh, but I, the Giants are going to be fine. It, it's disappointing to see that they're going to have like maybe two, three, four. Wins and in a, in a season, I mean, okay, I, I think they'll be right back to it next year. And they will you focus offensive line all offseason, get a new, brand new entire offensive line. Every player should be replaced. Got to go get that guy from the Browns who's just miserable. Thomas, just get yeah. him there. I mean, the the line had played a little better last week. They got a running game going. Um, I think you got to think. You know, one of these crazy top three quarterbacks coming out too. I think you got to think you, you're going to get into to that the time. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, Webb the is Jets a, are going to try to get one, and I think the Browns <laughs> and Niners are going to need one. The Browns, unless the Niners think this how better the Jets going to get one. Good. Well, they're they're, they're going to end up having eight wins. No, 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 no. The Jets will fall back down to earth, and they already they're starting to already at three and four. Right, now. they're going to start losing. Believe me, I they're think not they finished five. Four, are they? Yeah, three and four. Three and four. I thought they were four and three. No, because they lost the last two. They were three and that's two. Right, they lost. That's right. Um, so they're going to fall back down to earth. Uh, we'll see if they get a quarterback. If they keep winning, they're going to lose out on one. Um, some other NFL news: Jay Cutler hurt. He's out for a couple of weeks. Wow. Uh, so Moore is going to start for the Dolphins, who find a way again to win. They're four and two. Uh, the Dolphins are just—they hey. beat the Falcons in crazy ways. Moore has had an interesting career. I mean, he looked. Pretty damn good He's when a they put him in there. Backup. You know, um, he, he comes in. Cutler used to be my go-to guy for fantasy mm-hmm. when I dominated like for three, four straight seasons uh, with the WFAN. Uh, you know, the Boomer and Carton fantasy. God rest its soul. Rest in That's peace. gone forever. R.I.P. and peace. We won't uh, go into any more of that. But um, <laughs> um, Cutler was my guy because everyone wants to get the hot. You know, everyone wants Rodgers and Brady. And the, I would go Cutler like, you know, second round, third round. He'd always be good for two touchdowns and yards. And you know, and you got him that. so cheap. Yeah, but then you'd, mm-hmm. you know, he would get you going and you could spend the first two picks on wide receivers. You know, well, now you don't get a quarterback till much later than that. I mean, now it's, much later. Now it's it's like depending if it's PPR, you go receiver, then running back, receiver, running back, and then quarterback. Yeah, I'm just done with fantasy. Uh, Madden is just so much better. Yeah, I love that. Are you Madden? Are you playing <laughs> oh, Madden? Yeah. Two uh, PS4. Or PS4. Or nice. And the show is. Oh, is my I have favorite. to go to my friend's house, play you online. Oh, see, no, Madden. I actually switched systems just so I can get the show, because they Three. they stopped making Xbox. 2K. For they stopped making the the Xbox game, 2K MLB 2K or whatever it was. The show MLB the show. MLB the show is, is two, a Sony PS4. game, only made for PlayStation. Yeah, you know, and they so. didn't they didn't make it for the other system. Okay. So and then they stopped making the Xbox baseball game, which was great, and it's very similar to the show. Mm-hmm. Basically the same game. I mean the gameplay is pretty pretty similar. It's like Madden versus the NCAA version. <laughs> Yeah, it's the exact same game, but it's mm. like different teams. You play FIFA? No, FIFA's corny. Great. Corny, Ent- oh, FIFA's corny. Great. Not really. Uh, I might play with Madden. Um, Bohemian Idol, get at me. Is that your username? Bohemian Idol. Bohemian Idol. I'll come right up. Bohemian Idol might be even. What's that? Send me one. Bohemian Idol. I think it's Bohemian Idol '93. Even on my new one, Bohemian because Bohemian Rhapsody. Hello, mm-hmm. hello. hello, and then Idol. You know. And then 93 is the year I was born. What? 
Somehow younger than me, although people think I'm in my 30s and my bald head. Um, all right, so we're gonna wrap up here. We're gonna wrap up here. Wait, so you're gonna try you, to make a call to are someone? Are you paying me for parking or no, not? I'm not. Because well, we were talking. Yeah, that's that. I was like, sorry. so I'm gonna put it Facebook in the garage. He's like, bro, I got like 200 yeah, in my I'm, bank I'm, account. I'm, I'm like, poor, yeah, he's like, I got Chick Fil A. We yeah. did get some Chick Fil A. This is all he brought. One box with three. That is false. You got a 12 nuggets and fries. I uh, wolfed those fry. down. Yeah, Did I surprise. inhale those? Usually if I ever get, people just don't eat it. I'll just, I'll just, I'll I inhaled I'll every nugget and every fry, and this is the this is what's left. No, you're you're a great host. This, this is a low-budget production. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I just, to the podcast award. I was award, like, I'll put Emmy it in the podcast. $30 an hour garage. No problem. It's fine. <laughs> Who is this? Oh, that's the uh, that's Melania, but that's the that's the Melania that was with the president the other day. How about the fake Melania? That was a good look. Ugh, we can't let's so not talk anything no. Trump yeah. right now. It's just I know. too much. Like we don't have Cheetos in here. We don't we don't need um I try not to get politics involved. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I, I hear sports, where you're ESPN's coming from. doing all that and they're failing. What do you uh, think of them? And uh, how about ESPN cutting the bar stool? Well, what do you show? think what about that? Terrible. I mean, it's, yeah, I understand but, they don't understand the values. You knew what bar stool was coming in. Like, I don't care what your values are. Or Sam Ponder doesn't like bar stool, or people don't like well, it. Well, it was what he said to her was unforgivable, and I didn't realize that until yesterday. What who said? What what the president? The president of Barstool, the founder. Yeah. Forget his name. They Dave, just call him Prez. Dave Portnoy. Portnoy. Yeah, Portnoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a fan, but one thing is every time there's no black people that work there, which I think is insane. There's literally no African Americans there, and except the one small person, <laughs> the and that is well, the midget guy, you know, yeah. and that's you know that's cool and all that, you know, but, but clearly he's more of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, sort of ornament in a way. I'm not I sure if know. he's fully employed there. Every time they show the whole place, there's no diversity there there at all. Um, it, it's a little a little weird for me. But but is that like a requirement? They brought people on that fit the blog. I don't think it's. I know most companies you want diversity, but I don't think that's a requirement for them because it's. I think as big as they are and as impactful as they are and as much as they like sort of make fun of the average white guy, college student, you know, beer drinking Brad, as they I call them. It's just their demographic. I don't think it's the fact that's an issue. I mean, look at the, I mean, their traffic is nuts. They've exploded. Oh, I'm just saying, have a, have more people. The ratings there. on the Van Talk opener were better, or ten times better than anything they put on their baseball tonight, Sports Center, whatever they're going to put on there. Not even close to what the ratings that they got. No. Well, and what he said about, about Sam Ponder was unacceptable. Look it up. What he said it was that he's like, you know, your kids are ugly. Stick to this or that. Like all this chauvinistic, wacky, crazy stuff. He said. Uh, yeah, I think so. That kind of bit them, you know, on the butt. Came back to bite them. You know, now they know and they're careful what they say. But I often wonder, like, they throw around so much ugh, stuff in there. There must be some weird, you know. People got to realize, I mean, there was a the whole thing is. you heard about the contract, the girl who tweeted out the contract she got from Barstool. Yeah, I, I've worked at Fox uh, News for on and off for 12 years, too, you know, when I did so much on-air stuff, you know, and I was always, like, you know, an, an, an invited uh, pundit of sorts, you know, mm -hmm. in the late night show, Red Eye and all that. And the behavior was pretty acceptable or, or pretty, you know, for a long time and until it just wasn't, you know? And mm -hmm. it was like, you always kind of knew that there was crazy stuff going on there and like, you know, and then, and then it just wasn't cool anymore and it's not cool. Um, so I think they have to, they do have to, they just, they're, they can't just play under, there's no rules because if you watch and it's great, it's very entertaining, and the stuff they show, and the you know, I, all of them have personalities, and I get it. Did you watch and the Van Talk? David? I didn't get to see that actual show, but I'm just saying, is in time they're gonna learn mm -hmm. that like, 
the way they throw around language in the office and someday someone is just not going to be cool with it and it's going to come back hard to bite them. Well, that's why they put it in the contract. They say, hey, if you're if you're offended, like we do this, we joke about this. And that's why the girl tweeted because the contract, it sounds ridiculous, but they want to know. So people aren't suing them. That's the issue. If you don't write that in the contract for Barstool for working there, people are going to sue you for being offended. And now in the era that we live in, my God, everyone's offended by everything. And obviously the guy in charge has been a big part of that. Uh, yeah. And it's just like we're not as unified as we should be, and people get offended over small things. They need, So we have to be more sensitive. These ESPN days. needed Barstool also. They needed a bit of their you know. ratings. And they want, I mean, ESPN is, is struggling, and why not bring in a show? It's not like they're degrading women on this show. I mean, it's, it's a, no, I mean, it was one it's a comedy show. show. Yeah. One show. And how, like, and then they you would, know what you have coming in. Don't sign them for one episode. They'll be like, "All right, we got to get rid of it." First and foremost, I'm a fan. I, I can't I, I can't say that I'm not. I just I just you know some of that stuff they're doing. I feel like they're gonna run into some problems at some someone, point. Someone people were offended by, and I posted a snap yesterday that I found funny. It was it was like an orange or, or some you know when they do like a fruit or something, and it says, "Is this pineapple trying to get the pipe?" And like someone was offended by that. Obviously, playing off the J.R. Smith. He slid in someone's D, a girl's DM, said, you trying to get the pipe. It became a huge joke. Oh, and I don't know that you one. You never heard that? Oh, it's okay, from a couple years ago. And someone was offended that that they, they blogged about a fruit trying to get the pipe. So I, I'll i I'll show you uh, uh, after this. But I I, I snapped my, my to get rot- the pipe. rotisserie chicken. Is my rotisserie Always chicken trying to, get the pipe. trying to get the pipe. People are offended by a joke of a fruit that looks like it's a vagina and people are offended by that. So if, Look, if that's if that's what you're offended by, saying, you need like, to get some help. Because they have such a stranglehold on that demo that they have, you know, males, you know, 15 to 25, um, they could do better. Yeah. They're, I'm just saying, they're not ready yet, but he always brags how it's 15 years in the making. You know, have a cool gay guy on the show that, you know, is that you, you know, have an African American guy. Well, they I mean, did if hire you're talking a gay about guy, sports. A gay blogger. Well, yeah. I did. I will give Marshall them credit. Pat the first time, that Pat. one jerky kid who shits on the Yankees all the time. KFC. Like, Honestly, I don't know all their names. Their nicknames KFC's are ridiculous. The big Mets fan. Yeah, and he and he's and he's like you he's like, like the Yankees. Yankees suck this and that and yeah. it's not the they're not charming they suck they're the Yankees yeah. they still spent this what but he did praise the fact that Playboy put a trans uh, model in in the issue this month mm-hmm. and he was actually like, she's hot you know it's cool I think it's cool <laughs> and I was like I was kind of like so surprised that he yeah. did that that's all I'm saying man all that stuff's gonna come back and even even ESPN and Fox News and all these huge networks they. You know they've learned the hard way. You know? I mean, yeah, they're still doing their thing though. There's I I, oh, I don't consider myself stop a Barstool's. stooly, but I read Barstool almost every day, and they have the great greatest Instagram videos, and they have people Bill's Mafia going through tables. They got just people in college doing funny things. Like just all oh, the videos the are videos, awesome. The fails are just epic. You know that when people are just gonna. You Although know, they never, I'll, I'll say that. they'll never credit the people. They rarely ever credit. No, they the do. People. I feel like they do. And not in, no Instagram videos. They almost never credit. They'll never say, like, from this person, which is if I were to have a cool video and I sent it to them and didn't get credit, I'd be a little pissed. But the video ends up being great. Uh, and they're killing it with advertisers and everything. So well, they I got, honestly think they're going to have their own paid subscription potential TV channel. Right. I don't think they need ESPN. Like, I thought, you know, if 
45 didn't end up winning, that's what he was going to do anyhow. You know, he was going to start his own network, you know, with all these cast-offs. Oh. You know, President 45 yeah, 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 yeah. and, like, you know, he was, you know, that that's that's where everything's going. Well, that, that might be where Francesca goes, too. Could, you, could, could he hold down a uh, subscription base? Yes, uh, I think he'll he do a podcast. What would he need to do well? He'll do, as much as he's hated on podcasts. 200000 a month. More. Yeah, he would probably want six figures a month. I honestly think him and Mad Dog should do a once-a-week podcast, and, and it would have just millions of Shut listeners. it down. It would be the number one and just create. They need to do it once, you know, like for a little bit to create, like, the dynamic and cre- mm-hmm. again and create, like, the need for it. But you think Mad Dog will come? Oh, but he just signed. He re-signed, right? For a once-a-week podcast, if the price is right, I don't see why he wouldn't. But I think Francesca would do his own, too. I think either What do you way. think he's going to really do? I think he's going to want – Francesca's one is going to take some time off. Maybe when it gets closer to football season, he'll be back into it next year. Um, but I, I think he's going to do a podcast. I don't think he's going to do a radio show just because he's built for New York, and if he's not in the fan, there's nowhere else in New York to be on the sports radio. No. So that's it. Well, unless he's going to go on XM with you know Mad Dog. Maybe I don't see him going to XM. I, 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 he hates on podcasts, but I think the right company will come in and sponsors will flood to that show because he has so many – I mean, Mongo Nation is huge that people are going to listen. It's huge, but is it the as huge? Like, I remember talking to my MSG friends. I'm talking, like, you know, Barry, who just retired, like, number two at MSG. You know, the money to put a show on TV, like, for a simulcast, it's not even worth it. Yeah. It's not even worth it I don't it think anymore. he'll do TV. You know? So, like, that's what you would think. Like, could he go to MSG and, you know, just do, like, a, you know, He'll do a podcast. He'll be in a studio. They'll have a Facebook Live. They'll have the sponsor on the Facebook Live. He'll have items around him that they're sponsoring that are paying to be seen on that. Just, People want to watch Francesca on video. I don't know. He's yeah. just funny to kind of watch. I don't know. Like yeah. Obviously, he had the fall asleep moment and stuff like that. But I, I'd say if he, if I'm him, i do whatever. Oh, my, please, my God! Please turn my mic on to please the camera. Like If he's got to wear a Santa Claus outfit for money, I'd he say he does cash. it. He loves cash. No like, one loves cash more than him. So yeah. he will definitely be back. And so who's going to get the slot? That's, I mean, the morning show, in my opinion, the morning show is going to be either Evan and Boomer or it's going to be Giannotti and Boomer. Um, I record doesn't stand a chance. And then afternoon, I think it's going to be Evan and like. DA Why does it have to be another guy? Why can't it just be Boomer and crew and team? No, <laughs> no one will listen to the show. Boomer on his own is terrible. I mean, no one's listening to Boomer. Yeah, Please. I just. I just think they need, yeah, they need like a, they need a rock star in that spot. You yeah. know, look, you know, say what you will. He's a dear friend of mine for many years, you know, and uh, I, f- I think about him all the time and his family, and he's going through a lot right now. But Craig was awesome at his job. It'll never be the same without Craig. Never. I mean, he was so good, and it's, it's tough. I mean, I mean it's unreal how good he was. I mean, yeah, even you know, I would was... like wake up and like just turn it on and like kind of sit in bed for a little bit before the kid gets up and like you know he'd for wake ye- you up. <laughs> yeah, for years, like you know. So uh, yeah, I mean, you can't go. We can't go into too many. Six oh three, nice going, Eddie Scazzeri. Yeah, I mean, you can't meet Garn, and Here obviously I've seen Constantine at some of the TikTok stop events, oh, yeah. and it's. It's unfortunate because the one that thing show I will say is the show Mike can't be topped. Obviously number and one. people want to say what they want, but I've witnessed firsthand his charitable efforts go directly to people in need, and I, I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. You know, so I the camp is can't a fully functional me. camp that you know for years has sent you know dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of kids you know fully paid you know for 
extended periods of time over the summer, giving them their parents a little break, giving these kids a break from them, some freedom, independence. I've seen it work. Mm -hmm. I've seen the doctors. I've met the doctors. And they've been working for years on things to improve, you know, ticks um, that are, you know, generated from Tourette syndrome, you know, uh, both both of his boys, I believe, um, suffer from that and him. And uh, so I know. And by the way, you think those charity you think those golf tournaments are free bringing in all those huge stars bringing, you know, getting Trump national for a day. That's a great golf course. You know, it's not just free. So there's a tons of expenses, and every charity has tons and tons and tons of expenses, Open and bar only too, gives back class food. a portion of, you know, what is actually raised goes directly into the bank, into the black, because there's so many expenses. So people want to talk, and they will, and it'll all come out. And people and- want to say good riddance stuff like that, and forget that the guy's got a family and. Sure, what you, if you think about the fact of, oh, why would he do this then with a the family? But when you're in deep and that kind of issue and gambling is serious, it's not the easiest thing to just come out of. Uh, so he was obviously had an issue, and we don't even know all the full details, so we can't we say allegedly that this We happened. really don't. And, uh, uh, you know, I I've, I've sort of, you know, I think we've said enough about that, but I feel like, you know, let's remember definitely there's a, there's a beautiful family uh, involved here. Yeah, four and, kids. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's, a, it's a tough situation, and we all miss him, and New York misses mm-hmm. him. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I still love Boomer and Jerry and Al and those guys, and uh, I hope to be back. They certainly don't talk about me anymore. <laughs> uh, they used to talk about me every day with Craig on the yeah. show. So uh, I miss that. Maruculus is here still and alive uh, for all you fan and uh, Boomer Carton fans out there. listening to Jake Brown. Jake Brown, the next. Boomer and Carton. I'd love to replace Carton. Hey, hey, the fan, if you're listening, uh, I would that's gladly it. take the role. You got it. Um, that's it. That's everyone's dream to be on the fan. And I read his book and just coming we grew up from with it, man. Buffalo to Cleveland to Denver to New Jersey to the fan. The guy, he made it as a full time radio host, as I read through the book, younger than me. And he's kind of one of the guys that helped me like want to get in this industry and the fact that at 23 24 he was full-time in buffalo uh moved to cleveland moved to denver got ratings every time and a similar guy to me liked to party liked women liked uh, a lavish lifestyle and he loved to talk and he loved talking about sports and joke around and make fun of people yeah. and do what his shtick as his shtick as people would say and he was incredible at it. And, and you get you get I mean you get endorsements from like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld and yeah. everyone loves loves his actual humor too. Mm-hmm. I mean the guy has awesome also an awesome uh heart and uh but his voice is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not forget this is about the voice too. Yeah. You know, it, it, radio is the ultimate American idol. You know, I mean it's if you're not responding to the way someone sounds, you know, on the radio, their actual voice like you know, Malusis was doing his football show the other day, and he's got an ex-giant on there. I think you all know who he is, but he sounds like crap on the radio. Yeah. He's incredibly knowledgeable. He's a, a longtime pro, a real Jersey type of guy. Doesn't have the chops. Doesn't sound good. I like Malusis, but he's not like a morning show, afternoon drive no, no. kind of guy. But, you know, you, you you listen to him, and he's a pro on the radio. Yeah, he sounds sure. good on the radio. He's also really good on TV. Um, it's funny. Craigie played me... Uh, I guess he wandered into the studio uh, at one point. He played me where he crashed. Malusis was doing one of his last overnights. Uh, just really, if maybe Craig a couple. came on the, sh- on the Craig show. Craig came on the show. You, heard you that. should be the overnight guy, and Malusis got offended. He did. No, like, he just oh, thinks that he's that. not. 
No, I think he said that. Um, I mean, I've had he would never, here before. He said he would never get the afternoon on his own. Yeah, he said he would never get that slot. Was offended, I think. Well, he knew that he wouldn't get it alone, and yes, he wants it, but he wouldn't get it alone. Um, And uh, there's, it it takes a certain entertainment factor that a lot of these journalist, you know, producer turned on-air guys, they lack too. There's Mm -hmm. entertainment value in it too, and not just the knowledge, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, you know, Joe Beningo. He's got great chops. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, some people get a little over, but and and you know the sweater. You know, I grew up with him. I mean, the feedback on the radio makes me nuts when he's on, and it's just constantly feeding back the microphone. Mm-hmm. People must wonder what the heck that is. That's because he's got the monitors turned up so loud, it's feeding back into the microphone yeah. and over the signal, and it's just crazy. I just have to turn it off sometimes. It's literally feedbacking live on the radio, mm-hmm. like for minutes on. Mi- like, how do they not know that that? Ha- anyway, it's yeah. kind of part of his thing now because he's so deaf. <laughs> but uh, the guy's awesome. I mean, I remember the first days of the fan. Yeah. And that was, you know, not long after, you know, the Mets won the World Series. It was in and around that time. Mike started off the fan solo, and then they brought Mad Dog in. And if I'm, if I'm the greatest sports radio show ever. If I'm not mistaken, I used to sleep over at my neighbor's house. You know, my he was the same age as me. So when the Mets, he would, you know, he was loving it, and I was hating it as a Yankee fan. But we, I was still involved because it was the World Series, and we were ten years old. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like the the bomb. Um, the Mets used to be on that station. And then their after show was on that station. And then that station became essentially the fan altogether, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's when it really started as a 24 hour. It didn't used to be a 24 hour No, thing, it wasn't an uh, all sports station. They changed it to that. And but once, shortly after and that. And it struggled at first. But I the mean, sta- same station became the 24 hour station, yeah, if I, I believe, remember. Because so, it was like, yeah. we didn't even change the dial. It was like the same, you know, mm-hmm. the same station then became the fan. That the Mets used to be on with the big pre, you know, pre and post game, and that was that was a big deal. And it's tough, New York, like me being from New York, trying to trying to break in and get it, um, trying to get on WFN. It's like impossible. It's the number one sports radio station in the nation. Right. So we're kind of a disadvantage coming from New York as me is trying to get in there, um, just because it's it's the cream of the crop, man. Yeah, for and sure. That there's a lot of good. Since he was a kid. Yeah, there's a lot of good people there. A lot of good. Lot of good uh, Although, a lot of good. Although, say some of the overnights chat like like JJ's great, and JJ's gonna maybe be in the running for a midday show when when Evan moves. Uh, John Dostramski, but like Tony Page, I mean overnights. Come on. I mean, you know, classic. You know, sometimes it's still that's what inspires. Sometimes me to you just get need on. it. How well, I hear you. Know, like he's very boring. I know it's a certain crowd overnight. It makes sense. He's kind of get that dry kind of. I would know. never listen to entire Tony. I used to work. I worked for two months at MLB overnights, and I could not listen to Tony Page for more than you like know what? ten minutes. You listen long enough, you start to like him. That's what kind of happens, though. That's Chris, uh, what's his name? Chris Young. Chris. Chris Moore. Chris Moore. Chris Moore used He's to hate bad. him. Now He's I like him. Yeah. His whole like I'm the He's most handsome. He's kind of funny though. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 he's grown on me. So mm-hmm. like, you start getting the, the timbre of their voice. You don't know what a lot of these guys look like, so you sort of just kind of, you know, they create this kind of, you know, uh, sense memory thing in your in in in, in your brain, and then mm-hmm. you just. That's it. You know, when I'm coming home late night, I, that's all I listen to in the car. I don't even listen to music. So. Yeah, Chris Moore is not the best looking guy. Oh, let me see what he looks like. He sounds like a handsome man. That's he's 
Oh, he is not. <laughs> Sorry, he used to do a show with Brian Jones, Mojo, on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, okay. So I used to manage CBS Sports Radio Digital. Well, I know that Chris likes the Yanks, and he, but he's a little sarcastic about them, but at least he's a Yankee fan. Yeah. Mike took down, on the way over, he was taking down this guy that was trying to say how much better Breeze is than Eli. And it's funny because, like, over their careers, I mean, you know, doesn't look like Breeze is ever going to end up getting another one. And he also played in a, you know, padded, you know, um, well, Breeze Stat. is more talented than Eli. Eli's got the titles. And Eli, I think, will be a Hall of Famer, honestly. But I Breeze really was hoping talented. that, you know, yeah, more raw talent, sure, but has, you know, he hasn't had a good team in many, 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 many years, you know, and he, you know, he throws up the stats and well, the they did win a Super Bowl. Indoor. Actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, they won one Super Bowl. One. But they were supposed to win four with that team. Yeah, I mean, but they that also team didn't have a great de- defense. I mean, they were very just light them up. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was work cr- in the NFL today. Remember that? Yeah. So, Giants had a sh- one of those shootout games with them one year, wasn't it? It was like it was crazy. It was like fifty to forty-eight or something. Yeah, yeah that was recent. Uh, I, you know, it's crazy when Eli gets on those rolls. But I, I love Eli. I mean, and it, say what you want, the luck or whatever. No way. I saw those passes. Those pa- the pass down the. Down the line to Manningham. I mean, these, you know, the clutch stuff he's done over the years. I love Eli for sure. I don't want him to get killed, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like he might end up getting killed playing on this current yeah, team. Yeah, I think they're going to change. He doesn't that even want, I mean, like, the, you know, he can't, he, he, he covers up now. Like, you know, he's not, you know, he used to be able to get out of a couple of little things and then take a throw down the field. But, you know, I, I was, I was hopeful for a minute because they had like, you know the rookie tight end, and they put like you know a jumbo lineup out there, and I was loving like the like three tight ends, you know one wide out, maybe a running back, you know going big like that. I was like maybe there's a way to win some games like mm-hmm. this, but then you're like yeah no that's that's Didn't not work gonna out. work. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway we've babbled. We long gotta enough. wrap up. My mom actually said love you, Constantine. I knew Hi she was mommy. Watching the, video. the moms uh, love me. Bulldozer coming November 24th off Broadway. Right. Uh, new single all about you coming back to Sirius XM, Spotify, iTunes, all that jazz, uh, and Guam on New Year's. So you're <laughs> traveling the world. We're gonna try to call a friend. And oh, see if they that's pick right. Up. I forgot about uh, that. That'll be on the the audio. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify if you're watching on Facebook Live, because you'll hear that there. Constantine Marulas. Appreciate you coming on the Jake Brown Show, co-hosting a little bit. Uh, yeah. And he's got Astros in six. I got Dodgers in seven. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this part of the show. Subscribe. Follow. Peace. Peace, y'all. Thank you. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 